Welcome back to this week's episode of Cover Zero. I am here with Josiah, Corday, and Chase. How are you guys doing tonight? It's a bad week for me, so I'm, I'm not feeling good. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Other than that, life is great. Other than the Raiders, life is great. You guys have a good holiday? Yeah, my Christmas was really good. I spent it with family for the most part. Mine was pretty dope, uh, very relaxing. You know, that Christmas break is always does the body wonders and the mind wonders. So, yeah, going good. That's a fact, too, bro. When you get those days off, I didn't get probably as many as you got, but I did get a couple of days off. You know, just to be being able to relax and, you know, rest your body and whatnot, man, that, that definitely does wonders for sure. Yeah, it's definitely refreshing getting just, you know, like you said, physical break, mental break just all of that and then spending it with family makes it better you're like yes this is this is what i've been waiting for (laughs) all right so let's get into our previews for this week um we are going to start with our thursday night matchup that we'll get into the fantasy chase um and then we will finish with ravens versus steelers so let's get into this thursday matchup now we have Titans versus the Cowboys. The Cowboys right now being 10-point favorites. This matchup weeks ago was definitely a little bit more interesting um, to me, but I do think the fact that the Titans are kind of on a losing streak makes it a little more interesting now, especially since they have like this game and then a huge matchup against the Jags. Um, so looking at this game for me, I'm looking at, okay, here's the thing. The last time I was on here with you guys, the Titans were my, (laughs) my underdogs. Since then, they have not won a single game. (laughs) Like what? Um, so I'm literally looking at this game like, wow, I definitely didn't see this happening. Um, it's interesting too, though, in the past five games, the Titans have struggled to score. They haven't scored more than 22 points. Whereas you look at the Cowboys who in the last nine games straight have scored more than 24. So, I mean, not only does their defense have to step it up and try to hold the Cowboys offense as much as possible, they definitely have to figure out how to score. Um, but looking at their run game and the Cowboys' defense, now, I mean, they're like 22nd against the run and allow yep. about 130 yards per game. So that is good for the Titans, who hopefully, I don't know, can figure out what's going on with that offense before, yep. you know, the postseason. Um, and then I'm looking at that. Titans defense and Dak like if Dak doesn't get a rhythm and can't secure like you know ball security right right this this could be a really interesting game so I'm gonna turn it over to you guys what do you guys think about this matchup on Thursday that we're gonna watch well looking at it uh they said Ryan Tannehill might be out for the rest of the season right he's definitely not gonna be able to play in this game but maybe the added uh dimension of Malik Willis maybe running some run option and stuff like that may may help uh, Derrick Henry run the ball, and uh, like a great point you made, uh, Brandy. Their run defense isn't that great, and a a lot of people really haven't been talking about this, but their 
getting to the quarterback hasn't been as well either. Like right. these last few games, their pass rush has been not as existent as it was in the beginning of the year. Michael Parsons just not getting to the quarterback. I think he had like a hamstring or a knee injury that's like slowed him down. And it seems like because he's not getting to the quarterback, other players aren't getting to the quarterback as well. And then if you can't get to the quarterback and you can't stop the run, this game might be closer than what most people think. And Dak has been known these last three to four games turning the ball over against uh, Brandy's husband's Jags. He turned the ball over against my Eagles. He threw a pick six to Josh Sweat. So if Dak continues to turn the ball over against a stingy defense like the Tennessee Titans, this game could be really close and a lot more closer than most people thought it would be. Um, And so for that end, because this team is coached very well by Mike Rabel, even though they're on like a several game slide, this could be one uh, that they look into the press clippings, like how when they was talking about Dallas, I mean, when Dallas was talking about uh, the Eagles looking forward to them, and then that's they had to go, was it like almost an overtime to the Jaguars? Or yeah, they went to the Jaguars and they lost an overtime to the Jaguars. Right. Yeah, they lost. They could be reading their plus clippings again and looking over the Titans and just looking to like that final week, what is it, 18 <laughs> game? And then it could be another overtime game or a very close one with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I have to agree, man. I like all the points you guys brought up. You know, I think for me, the Titans, man, I mean, you brought it up, Brandy, that they just can't score, you know. And with the Cowboys' run defense, with it being as bad as it is, you would think they would be able to get some run yards and and might be able to control the time of possession. But I don't even – I don't see that happening. Um, I think it – I mean, it could happen because, like like we just talked about, the Cowboys' defense – run defense not being that good, but because they don't have Ryan Tannehill there, I don't think he plays. Actually, I know I don't actually I know he's not gonna play. You know, they got Malik Willis there and he just hasn't looked that good, man. He hasn't really played well. And I think, you know, one thing you could say about Ryan Tannehill is that he ain't the greatest QB or anything like that, but he knows the offense, you know, he, he knows the offense. He knows how to hit those play action plays. You know, so when you when you lose somebody like him that's not that passer, it really just it 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 makes a defense really really just okay. All we get all we have to really do is just focus on the run. Like we don't have to. Fo- I mean, we just got to focus on the run and really put pressure on Malik Willis in the game. The game should be over, you know. And I think right. that's really any defense that's going against the Titans right now. That's what kind of hurts them a little bit. But at the same time, like you brought up Corday with Dak Prescott and his turnovers, and the mm-hmm. defense for the Titans is is not you know it's it's still a solid defense. You know, they're still a solid defense. They're, they're a good scoring defense. They're ranked, I think, I want to say scoring defense. They're, they're ranked pretty high in scoring defense, I believe. I don't have the statistics on me, but the scoring defense is pretty good. And and Dak Prescott, like you mentioned, he's he's prone to throw the, to throw the ball to, to the opposing team. You know, I mean, he's had week 11. Like, he has not mm-hmm. been thrown interceptions since then. There's not, there's not, there hasn't been a game that's went by where he has not thrown an interception. So, that's one thing with the Titans that they can that that they can look to is that you know if they can really make sure this this is a low scoring game and get pressure on Dak, cause him to turn turn over the ball, score, you know, make it a short field, then they'll have a chance. I think they got a better chance doing that than expecting this this offense really to do anything because I just don't see it happening. I, I don't see Malik Willis. Or you know um, the run game really get going because you know they don't have they don't have the quarterback back there Malik Willis unless he unless he turns the corner you know maybe maybe he you know <laughs> maybe he just becomes you know a, a Brock Prody or something like that you know maybe he does where he just turns into that QB but 
I just don't I don't see it happening. Um, so to me, and then as far as uh, the Cowboys defense, yeah, you're right, uh, Corday. They haven't really been getting to the QB the way that they were in the beginning of the season. But the mm-hmm. Titans offensive line is one of the worst in the league. They don't have a good old line at all, you know. So I think Mika Parsons, some of these D linemen, they definitely have a chance to really feast on this on this offense and this O line. So I think they could get back going, and that that could be a um, that also could spell trouble for the Titans offense. So yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm rolling with the Cowboys on this one. Um, I think I think it is going to be a better a, a closer game, Brandy. Like you brought up, I think like you said because they've lost five was it five games in a row. Mm-hmm. I think that, and then knowing that they're on the brink. I mean, you know, they have to, you know, they really, they need to win out. You know, they're going to have a big game with the Jaguars coming up in the next couple weeks. And even before that, they really can't just afford to lose, you know, any more games, you know. So I think that knowing that, you know, and the the team, you know, and and Mike Vrabel, he's a player's coach. You know, the players love playing for him. You know, they're going to go out and they're going to fight hard and, and play hard for him. So I think I think that and then too with the Cowboys, you know, they they tend to play down on weaker opponents. They're not, yep. you know, you know, they don't they don't take care of business the way they should when they're going against teams like the Titans or, you know, weaker teams. So that's also something that could be in the Titans' favor as well. You know, the Cowboys may be sleeping on them a little bit. So yeah, but ultimately though, I, I think the Cowboys gonna get it right. You know what? Give me thirty to twenty three. Cowboys. <laughs> That's so close to mine. I have it 31-23. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I had it closer. I had it 27-24, Cowboys. Okay. Ooh. I mean, they've been playing down to the AFC South, so I mean, hey, <laughs> we think the Jags are going to take them in the overtime, so hey, they, you know, and I feel like the 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 Titans defense is way better than uh, the Jaguars defense, but the Jaguars have the better quarterback, but you know, Opportunistic defense, and if Dak has turned the ball over, you know, that's gonna lead to some points. Yep, yep. And Chase got it. Chase got it twenty-seven ten. Especially with oh, Kevin Byer back there, you know. Shout out Thanos Killmonger. Dallas, man, you don't see you don't see the Titans doing anything. You <laughs> 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 only got the Titans with ten points. <laughs> it's like, look, let's be. I mean, it very well could be. It could. Weeks ago, I would have been like, no way. Now yeah. I'm like, you know, it could. they, yeah, that offense is just ugh, not fun to watch. Um, so let's go into our next segment, which is the fantasy chase. We're in playoffs. We're in playoff territory right now. So I'm, week. yeah, I'm very interested in who you have. Give me who you are would start and who you would sit this week. So at quarterback, I just want to give some stats on this player because once you hear the name, you really, I don't think you would realize how well he's been doing if you hear the name. But over the last five games, this quarterback has 11 touchdowns and zero interceptions. Over those same last five games, he has passed for 330 yards, three of those five, and 242 of those five. Any guesses? Wait, I should know this. Of those last five, three of them were 330-plus yards, and two of them were 240-plus yards. Brock. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. 
he has been balling out and it hasn't been a necessarily easy schedule and he's just not getting enough respect right now i think he is a smash start this week i'm starting him over kirk cousins i'm starting him over uh obviously my sit trevor lawrence which we can get into in a little bit who trevor lawrence has been on fire but we'll get into that here in a second but golf can be a league winner at this point, especially if maybe you're the Lamar owner. You don't have Lamar. Maybe you, you know, hit, like thought you would get cute like I did in a couple leagues and like, oh, I'll pick up Deshaun Watson off the waivers, you know, to come <laughs> fix my QB woes. Jared Goff's been on the waivers most of the year. I mean, people picked him up and dropped him. He's probably been picked up and dropped more than any other uh, player that I've seen in my leagues. So, yeah, he, he could definitely save my league or save some of my, uh, or win some of my leagues. So I'm all for that. But the reason why I want to sit Trevor Lawrence, Houston, Jesus Christ, are they good against the quarterback? They're allowing 14 points to the quarterback. But in the last six games, only one QB has gone for more than 16 points, and that was Mahomes. It's a road divisional game for Lawrence. Last time he played, Houston was week five in Jacksonville, and he only put up nine fantasy points. They play Houston horribly. Yeah, and like as as big of a win that uh, you know Doug Peterson just came off of you know with Dallas you know two weeks ago, I I don't I don't see that continuing uh, or rolling over to this week. I you got to sit Lawrence. You can't trust him in this this big of a game on this big of a stage championship. You know week, it's all or nothing at this point. I would definitely put Goff over Lawrence without a doubt. So. Moving on to the starts, though, for running back, but same side of the ball, though, I'm going Travis Etienne versus Houston. They're terrible against running backs, allowing 25 point, uh, points per game to the running back. They're averaging 140 rushing yards, uh, four receptions, and 31 receiving yards to the running backs, and they're giving up 1.4 touchdowns total to running backs each game. So, and Travis Etienne's getting all the work, so that's the only way I see... Uh, Jacksonville winning is by feeding the ball through ETN. And then moving on to the sits, this one pains me a little bit, but it's just like I said, championship week. You gotta you gotta be perfect. Miles Sanders, you gotta sit him versus New Orleans. Uh, he he struggled in some tougher matchups. And, no. you know, I, I just can't afford the risk. He's been, you know, either getting the work or not. If Hurts right. plays, I'm not sure if that's gonna help him this week or not. Like I don't think Minshew helps him playing. I they just need one more win. You know, if they get one win, obviously they don't need to play anybody week 18. I, I think if they get up, they're not going to be feeding the ball to Miles Sanders. They're going to give it to Gainwell and Scott. Real quick, Corday, you made, you made that sound, man. What, what What's – you disagree. What, what's going on? No, no, nah, it makes sense. I was like, I was like, ah, yeah, no, nah, because Miles Sanders, I think, had a terrible game last week. Uh, my homie uh, – he ended up costing my homie a game. And it's the constant um, – because with Minshew – with Minshew out there and lack of Jalen, it's away from the uh, RPO game that they're doing. So Jalen's more of a threat, and he has to be and or to let Sanders go off. But it's too inconsistent to see who's to actually be the go-to guy. And he's saying that, and I was like, ah, yeah, that's 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 true. That's true. Like, I was like, yeah, it is kind of too much of a risk. Like, he's, he's an Eagles guy, but I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I wouldn't risk it either because we have a three-headed monster over there. Yeah. But and with Minshew playing, uh, it's probably going to be mostly some of the other guys that we're going to try to throw it more. And New Orleans has a good run D. 
Yeah, that's a good ass. There, there was one other name I almost put as a sit. It's just his ceiling's too high. Mm-hmm. But with the way he's been playing since week 12, since Deshaun Watson came back, Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. that is a beware for me. Like, this is this is a real conversation because these are players that I would start over Sanders, and I'm yeah. almost debating putting some of these players over Chubb just based off of usage and what to expect. Algier, Brian Robinson, Pacheco, Zonovan Knight, Akers. So gross. And, and again, there's, you know, I'm not saying I would start them over Chubb, but he's only hit double digits one week since Watson came back. And it's not because he's not been efficient. They're just not getting into scoring situations. Right. That's where he's been so great at this year is if you look before week 12, touchdowns almost every week. Multiple touchdowns some weeks. He has not scored a touchdown since Watson's mm-hmm. been back. And he's only hit double digits, and I think it was 10 points at that. And this is PPR scoring. He's not, you know, involved in the passing game. Watson's not, you know, dumping the ball off to him. At least with Brissett, he was getting some of that action. But it's Algier, you know, he's been doing well. Brian Robinson feels like the same type of player for me right now as Chubb, just based off of usage not being in a whole lot of scoring situations when they are. It's going to Brandy's boy, John Dotson, uh, who's been balling out. Uh, yeah, it's just – it's a tough week at running back, and it's – yeah, I'm, I'm probably – I'm benching Sanders for sure. Chubb, I'm really nervous about. And I have him in one league, and I'm really, like, trying to figure out – because I actually have Zonovan Knight and Miles Sanders and Chubb. Like, this is where I kind of, like – brought this question up but it was a, my own start sit and that's i was like i'm definitely benching sanders i also have algier on that team too so yeah it's a i'll let you know what i let choose me, let me borrow one of them running backs yeah it, it's a dynasty league <laughs> so i've been you know i have like i'm stacked at wide receiver so every year i try and like take dart throws at you know lower end running backs through the draft and that's just how i've kind of built and then moving on to you know wide receiver you know there's a new coach in town they're going to Kansas City. Jerry Judy has been balling out the last few weeks. Oh, like last four games, you know, 6.25 receptions per game, 82 yards, 10 plus points in each one of those. And last game versus Kansas City, eight receptions, 73 yards, and three touchdowns. I'm not saying he's going to do that this week, but in a game that should be a shutout, obviously they're going to be changing, you know, the, the offensive play calling instead of run, run, pass to hopefully something different. Yeah. Um, hopefully Wilson can see a resurgence. Wilson's best game was against uh, Kansas City too. He put up 23 fantasy points, but I think this just translates to you know Judy or Sutton. But I'm leaning Judy. I think he's a more talented wide receiver if he doesn't drop the ball. And that's a big. That's a because <laughs> he stayed dropping the ball. <laughs> and then moving on to sits. This this one may be a little biased because it hurts a little bit because Michael Pittman cost me a you know a trip to the championship in one week. <laughs> Michael, I needed 11 points, man. I need I need a recalc. There's bonuses in the league. If I get one more yard to another player, maybe I hit a bonus. I don't know. But I'm, I think I'm sitting Michael Pittman versus the Giants. Giants are pretty good. There's supposed to be some rain. I'm not sure how bad the weather is going to be. And my boy Foles lost that BD, I guess. He just, man, it's... <laughs> Frank Wright ain't uh, there, man. That's why. He only can even place well if Frank Wright is coaching him or Andy Reid is coaching him. And yeah, then, that's, that's Jeff Saturday's coaching them. Yeah, it ain't the same. Yeah, the so same. Pittman, I he just wasn't getting the target volume for some reason. Foles only wanted to throw into double coverage, mm-hmm. and 
I mean, if you looked at every pass he threw to Paris Campbell, double, triple coverage, every pass that he started throwing, like, okay, the tight ends worked the first couple plays, and then, okay, well, the defense keyed in on that, and then they started double and triple covering the tight ends, and you never got another pass to him. Like, so, and Pittman's the best, you know, weapon you have. I don't know why they didn't. I'm also probably going to bench Kirk, and this is one that I'm really torn on. You kind of brought up a question. I'll let you uh, segue into that real quick, Corday, because this was a question that really came into my start sits. Okay, uh, so because uh, Mike White is starting and not Zach Wilson, should I start Garrett Wilson this week in fantasy? Because starting him last week, because it's been kind of inconsistent, because two weeks ago when Zach Wilson was quarterback, I think he got me 13 or 14 points. Last week he only got me five, which cost me the championship. Actually, two guys cost me the championship, but or going to the championship, but who would you start? Would you still start Garrett Wilson this week with uh, Mike White starting? So I would love to start Garrett Wilson with Mike White uh, starting. The only problem I have is not about, you know, obviously if Zach Wilson was starting, I not at all. He he was another reason why I didn't make it in that league. He put up four points. I was like, man, I should have. I was like, it was between him and DJ Chark. But I made a mistake there. Man, I started, I started Garrett Wilson over Amari Cooper. And I was like, why did I do this? <laughs> yep. but he, I, I, I actually benched Amari Cooper too. I, that exactly. was another option I could have. It was them three. Because he was down with with, with uh, Watson. And so it was like, ah, both of these. He's like, what was swinging a miss? Yeah. The only thing I'm worried about is uh, Tariq Woolen. You know, like he's been mm-hmm. balling. And I'm worried that this is going to be the matchup of the rookies. And Man, it's a, it's already Seattle's already good against wide receivers and against top ten matchups of uh or against defenses that are top ten versus the wide receiver. Game against Green Bay, he put up one point eight points. Game against Denver, he puts put up six point four. Game against Cleveland week two, he put up thirty five. I'm not sure what to expect, but there's one outlier there. Obviously, that's the boom game. That's why I'm leaning towards sitting Garrett Wilson at Seattle. You got the 12th man. Tariq Woolen's been falling out. I, I'm going to sit Garrett Wilson today. If, if, I mean, if we were talking, if it would have been last week or the week before or anything like that, I would have been starting him if Mike White was playing. Mm-hmm. But this week, I just it comes down to the matchup. And then uh, moving into tight end, I'm going to sit Najoku at Washington. Uh, tight ends have only scored double digits against uh, Brandy's uh, Washington Commanders four times. They shut that position down, just going ahead and wipe that off the field. Plus, Watson, you know, hasn't been very good. It's it's rough to watch. Uh, Cole Commit is my start of the week at tight end. At Detroit, the 29th versus the tight end. Last game, he didn't lead the Bears in targets was week 11. Last game against Detroit, he put up four uh, receptions on seven targets for 74 yards and two touchdowns. Obviously, he may not be getting, you know, two touchdowns this game, but I believe this game's going to be a shootout. It's the highest over-under of the week at 52.5. Detroit's uh, favored at minus 5.5, so obviously there's going to be some passing. There's going to be some running from fields, and I think most of the offense is going to run through either fields or commit. So he's going to be my start there. Some streamers for defense, Browns, 49ers. I like both of them. 49ers are probably heavily owned. So DFS. For my tournament play, obviously this can change. Uh, I'm going Russell Wilson, just on the off chance that he has a really big game. And for tournament play, I feel like Jerry Judy is going to be the chalk. 
with that stack. So I'm going to go Sutton just to be a little contrarian. Uh, I like Etienne and Zonovan Knight as my running backs. Uh, I'm taking the value with Drake London at 4,900. I'm going my boy, the sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown at, for my third wide receiver. Then my flex, I'm going Chris Godwin, going four wide receiver set. And then tight end going Evan Ingram. Y'all know he's been balling out, as I mentioned last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then for some reason, I was going to go the Eagles defense versus New Orleans. I still might just because of the amount they pressure and how bad Dalton is under pressure, how many turnovers he's prone to. But 49ers is only 2,900 at Las Vegas. Maybe I'm wrong. Please let me know. I'm not I'm not trying to throw shade, okay? I'm really not. But is there something I'm missing? Why are they eleven hundred dollars cheaper than the Eagles for DFS in a tournament play? Because Devontae's over there. They believe in Devontae like how we all Devontae's been over there the last few weeks. Hey, hey, hey man. Hey, I'm 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 just trying to chill, man. Help you. I'm trying to help you, man. I I, I just want to know. Like I just the bat like I'm sitting there, I was like, do I drop $1,100 cheaper, you know, to you know be able to spend up at a different position. It's rough, man. I, I don't – I'm really probably scratching my head on this. <laughs> but then I also like if you want to get other – like other contrarian and maybe spend up at other positions, maybe you go like uh, George Kittle and spend down on a Monra uh, Mon and pick up like DJ Chark. It allows you to get cute at running back. You can spend up at that position. So there's a lot of things you could play, but obviously – I wouldn't be playing any of the sits that I listed this week because I don't think any of them would be having a week. The other one I'm kind of staying away from is DK Metcalf. He's he's good, but man, it's a tough matchup. It really is. I feel like that's going to be an extremely low scoring game. Uh, I was thinking Donovan Peoples Jones seems like a guy who's been popping off with uh Deshaun Watson in the lineup, and you already said uh don't start David and Joku. I literally saw that man drop a touchdown that could have could have uh won it for him. But um Isaiah Pacheco and then uh Jared McKinnon, who would you start over those two? Because I know McKinnon's getting a lot of the touches, especially a lot of the red zone touches. Like McKinnon the has the safer floor and higher ceiling at this yeah. point. He's he's guaranteed double digits. Uh Pacheco has a you know a narrated role. At least at PPR it's McKinnon. I'm going with McKinnon probably even in standard scoring, but that's just because Pacheco is limited to just the run game right now. There's one other thing I want to like, this is a a sports bet that I'm looking at. The odds haven't posted, but if anybody's familiar with like ladders, I think Gabe Davis is going to have a monster night Mm. on Monday night football. Mm. And that's because I looked into, this is against, I, I do some sports betting and this is like, I'm not, the best at it you know i'm not making enough money to quit my job or anything okay so take this with a grain of salt everybody but cincinnati's not very good against the wide receiver two or three on opposing teams uh they've been getting like smashed by you know uh mvs you know he put up two receptions for 71 yards that was probably the worst of all these but you got gage uh kendrick Bourne, donovan people jones twice and terrence marshall they all have been putting up stat lines ranging from two for 71, eight for 59 and two, six for 101, somewhere or somewhere among them. I think Gabe Davis is the best wide receiver out of all of them. And I think we could see, you know, what I mean by a ladder is you bet his line, let's say it's at six, over under 60 yards, and then you bet alt lines at 70 yards and 80 yards betting the overs. 
because you're getting, you know, odds in your favor. You know, you're getting, you know, plus 400 or whatever it may be. And I think there could be some money made on him this week. I can see that. I can see that happening. No bias, guys, because that's what I <laughs> but, but, yeah, for sure. I, I, know, I know it was off topic from fantasy. I just, when I was doing my research this morning, I, I looked at that. I was like, I was like, I'm penciling him in everywhere right now. Yeah. He's, that's a good one. I wish I still had that Corday. That um, the write up, the write up. Yeah, the write up, bro. Was that on the old page? I that was on the old page, man. That was I remember the old that. Page, huh? I remember that because I remember it was you was writing up about Gabe Davis, and then I remember a lot of people leading up to that draft was talking about a lot about Donovan Peoples Jones because he had trash quarterbacks at the University of Michigan, mm-hmm. and then he got drafted by uh, the Browns, and I was like, hey, J- <gasps> hey, where'd your guy go? He was like, he went to Buffalo. I was like. Buffalo. <laughs> and then I remember I wanted the Eagles to draft both of them because you was high on him and then Diamond Peoples Jones. But we got hit Hightower. I was like, man, we got this random ass dude, Hightower. <laughs> but that was CJ's guy. Right. But then still he still hasn't like like his body hasn't matured to be like on the field like enough, you know, like how Peoples Jones and Gabe Davis because I think because Gabe Davis would have been a lot more effective. Uh, as an eagle, than Hightower was because Hightower, I think you could like quick wide receiver screens, and that's really about it. Go the problem is, is, Hightower came in too old. It, it, it honestly, it was like uh, Vela's came in at the age I want to say like Vela's junior, junior, like 24. Oh, really? Oh. Like, I, I, he was that's the reason why, I, like, I actually like both Hightower and uh, Keys Watkins in the draft that year, and I was like, I'd rather have Keys because of age, you know, yeah, he has yeah. the same type of skill set, same type of speed. And then age, and then we got them both, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." I was like, "Maybe you know they can utilize them both." Mm-hmm. And then they, for the first couple of years, they were just like duds. But we also yeah, exactly, like, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, you, you know, honestly, if you think about that, not to digress to the Eagles too much, but look at what uh, Doug Peterson did in Jacksonville. He just mm-hmm. went all speed there. Yeah, exactly. That's what, he, that's what he was trying to do. It looks like yeah. you know, yeah, with that's, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah Kirk, uh, Zay, Jones, Zay Jones, Wilson, and uh, Ingram. Yep. Yeah. Well, Zay Jones is not really a speedster, though. He's he's not a okay. fast guy like that. Okay. No. Well, you guys just always send him on deep routes. I guess that we was. We did. Probably, yeah. We did, but he's not. Maybe not. A, maybe not a speed guy, but straight, used to like going yeah, learning those kind of routes. Yeah. No. He. Yeah. 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 He, he. I mean, he was as a route runner. He as a route runner, he's underrated. That's yeah. what I will say. I yeah. think he's a better route runner than people give him credit for. But as far as like just straight out speed, no. Nah, yeah. That's not him, but he's definitely a solid route runner. And I, yeah, that's why I never got why Cardin go to him more. Like you remember especially when he talked about how Zay Jones used to go to all the passing workouts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to all these workouts and we constantly throwing. I'm always available. Why don't you throw it to me more in the game, I man? Mean, so, that, well, could you? I mean, let's see what rugs you had rugs at, yeah. at that point. You know, trying to build chemistry oh, with him. Oh, well, I'm, I'm saying trying to go too. Out. I'm saying when those guys was out and before oh, yeah. emerging. I'm saying like like the one. Like you talk highly about this guy, but why is it in games? It doesn't like so when so when Renfro started to become like you know Zay Jones, you know that kind of thing. I, I get it. I understand you buried under like rugs, you know you ain't gonna be starting over rugs. But yeah, that's why you know that, those little weird things. So, you know, well I'm gonna get my chance. You know, you got that one game winner and played hella well, and then like dipped to Jacksonville. But I'm just like, man, <laughs> you know, he got him paid though. He, got him he paid. did. He did get him paid. He did get him paid. Yeah. 
But thanks, guys. As always, God bless. I hope you all had an amazing Christmas, and I hope you all have an amazing New Year. And yeah. everybody, I hope you win your championships, make some money, yeah. you know, yeah. recover all that money that you spent on Christmas. Exactly. I may really get into fantasy next year, man. Do I, it. I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna start us a, you know, a podcast league. I, I'm pro- like, it's you know, us four. We'll uh, have Jordan in there. Obviously, we can find you know five to seven others or however big we want to make it. You know, get them all in it. You know, do a fun little league. We can do redraft. We can do dynasty. We can do whatever y'all, whatever you want to try. I'm with it, bro. It don't matter to me. I, I just need to. I've never played, and I always every year I got about five, ten people. Hey, you want to play that? Oh, we got this. You know, all this different yes. type of. Brandon's over here being sure, you know, preaching, you know, don't do drugs to kids. Say yes to one of the most addictive things for you know degenerate gamblers. I, would, fantasy I, football. Like, you know, I only I only did three leagues this year, so I am getting better. Okay. <laughs> I thought me and Corday, we talked about this. Corday, what was it? A month ago, two months yeah, ago, whenever it was, a little while yeah. ago, we talked about all the leagues. Like, if I played, I would only be in one. There's yeah. no way. You I'm say that. I'm ten okay. years in. Your first year. I know. Ten years in. After that first year, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh. I i don't know how. I'm in seven yeah. leagues. Well, how did this happen? Here's what's going to happen. You. Not even after that first year. After your first draft, yeah. you're going to be sitting there. You're like, oh, my God. That was so fun. Because the draft is one of the funnest parts about the It is the so, much it's so much fun. And then you're going to be like, oh, let me do a mock draft. And yeah. you're going to do a mock draft. You're like, wow, that was fun. Or let me do it like, let me just do another real draft online with random people. Yeah, and then you just—it's gonna suck you in, man. I'm telling you, it's a—it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, the draft is so big. Like that's why draft parties are so big and so huge. Like I hate my homie. He like I hate people who give advice to other people during the draft. It's their strategy. I'm like, hey man, shut up, dude. Don't be doing this. Or my homie will ask me for advice. Like, hey yo, so who? Oh no, we're not giving up the secret. And I I say, and so my joke is right. So my joke is, I'm like, hey, draft Aaron Hernandez or Greg Jennings. (laughs) He's like, what? And that's the code. That's the code. Like, oh, you're not gonna help me. I'm like, yep, I'm not gonna help. So, so, oh, you know, Jerry Rice is still available. I see him still on the board. Like, (laughs) so for me, it kind of depends on the type of the league because everybody always like they all know what I do. They all know. Like, this is what I'm good at. So everybody always asks me their advice. And, you know, for the most part, I'll give it to them. But it depends on the league. It depends on the buy-in. Like, right. you know, my home league, it's usually, you know, like $20. It's for fun. But they wanted to up it this year. I was like, y'all don't want to up it. They were joking around. Like, they were, like, trying to get people convinced to do it, like, 500 Like, let's go big. You know, we all got good new jobs, stuff like that. I was like, <laughs> y'all don't want to do that because yeah. I'm not going to be your friend. I'm not going to answer questions. It, like – I may That's go in there like be, a You shouldn't player. be helping nobody you going against. But see, not, the thing is, is not with those money leagues. No. Yeah, Here's that's what I'm saying. I'll be 20. Just leagues 20 are not one at the draft. No. They really aren't. It's as it's I mentioned no. and preached all year. It's one by correct start sit decisions, yeah. waiver wires, trades. Waiver, yeah. You know, being the first person on a wa- the waiver wire. You know, waiver like understanding priority, yeah. understanding you know how much to spend of your budget if you're in a fab league, which is better than waiver priority because priorities are terrible. But uh, it's honestly priority. just it's about being playing chess to everybody yeah. else. Everybody wants to be like, oh, I draft my players, yeah. I can start sit. You know, but mm-hmm. also not not being biased to your players, not like, Oh, well, I'm only a draft, you know, Devonte Adams or Josh Jacobs or why well, I drafted this guy. 
as a you know dart throw, but he's not doing well. Drop him. Find somebody who is. Don't yeah. don't sit on yeah. somebody too long. Don't like yeah. You gotta understand having okay. Here's my risk of boom bust players. Here's my risk yeah. of players that are consistent. That's what you'll want to do. And you know what? Next year we can like I'll come on before the season starts and we'll start doing some draft previews yeah. and get everybody you know educated on that because that's honestly one of the funnest yeah. parts of you know the crazy thing about me. I'm not biased towards any Eagles players. I think the one player I took was Goddard, and that was like in one of my one of my five. <laughs> he was like the the third time I drafted, I took Goddard. I was like, I think he probably, I think Hurts is gonna go. To, so I didn't draft Hurts. I didn't draft AJ. I took uh, well, I took uh, Devontae Smith because he was just sitting there, and it was just a bunch of like scrubs there. I was like, I think he might do good, but I had no faith. Like I didn't take the Eagles defense at all. So. When they started balling out, I was like, damn it. Like, fuck. Like, I didn't know he was going to be this good. And I always pass up on Miles Sanders because we never give him, like, full carries like how we should. So I always stayed away from him. But I'm like, everybody else, all those skills, and I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not doing none of these guys. The, the only player I got on our team, in multiple, two players I got on my team in multiple leagues, was uh, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. And that's because the value they kept on falling to. Like, I got A.J. Brown in, four, in the fourth uh, round in two different leagues. And oh no, he like, wasn't disrespectful. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't a second in mine in both of my leagues. Yeah. He I, I was like, I was like, he was already a top ten wide receiver in yeah. fantasy like the last yeah. few years. I was like, I, I'll take him at a discount because you all think the Eagles are so much worse yeah. than the Titans. Yeah. I took, I took, uh, I took Adams over uh, AJ in leagues because I was like, okay, oh yeah, one hundred percent. And McDaniel's, I was like, McDaniel's pass a game. Uh, they're going to throw a lot, so I bet you'll get a lot of targets. So that's why I went. And it's yeah, and then Hertz, Hertz kept dropping, but also in the one league he dropped the most. It's three Eagles fans in that in that draft. So my homie took him right before I was. I was like, well, he right here in like two picks before I went, he took him, and I was like, he's like, you was about to get him one. I was like, yeah, I was about to get him. He was sitting there like the six or something like that, and that's, that's usually right. like yeah. So yeah, it was. I was like, damn it, and he's like, man, I made a huge pick, and I was like. And that's right. I was like, "Oh, Tom Brady's right here. I'll just take him. He had a great year last year." Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep the ball rolling and go right into our last preview for this week. We are going to discuss this Ravens Steelers game. Now, interesting. Um, Ravens are a three point favorite right now at this point, which is just like, huh? Yeah, I was also looking at the over-under for this game, and it's the lowest projected total for both of these teams this entire season. So, um, it's definitely going to be a low-scoring game, but I do think that will obviously benefit the Ravens on this one. Um, Have you guys heard if it's for sure Dobbins is returning? I know he returned to practice. I'm not sure. I think he is playing. Okay. I, I'm not for sure, but I think he is starting. Okay, because yeah, I saw him. He returned to practice, and I'm like, oh, well, there's a a little bit more help for that Ravens offense that has been struggling. Um, what do you guys see happening with this particular matchup? First of all, the Steelers, you know, they're 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 tough, man. I mean, when it when it comes down to this rivalry right here, even. You know, you go back and you look at that last game, the last time they played, Dobbins, who you just brought up. Hopefully he played. I think he is playing. He balled out. 
last game. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, he balled out 120 yards, one touchdown off of, I think, just 15 attempts, averaged eight, eight yards per carry. And the Steelers just haven't really been that good as far as stopping the run. But they still kept the game close. They still kept the game close. And, you know, Lamar, even if Lamar plays, that's another thing, too, I want to get into. That's why I say they're tough is because when Lamar goes against the Steelers, he he doesn't play well. It's right. not like he, you know, his, I don't have his stats or anything, you know, uh, uh, up in front of me right now. But if you go back and look at his games, or even if you just want to go back and look at his stats, his stats are not that good versus Steelers. So, and then if he do happen to play, it would be off of he's been missing what about what is it four games now? Yeah, been four games. It's it's been a little minute now, so a little bit of rust going against the Steelers defense, the Steelers team that's just like you know. They're 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 just ready right now. You know, they had a big win last week against my Raiders. So I mean, they're they're on fire right now. And they know what's in front of them, what they need to do. So yeah, I, I think I, I think Lamar may struggle even if he plays. So I that's why I think this is a fun matchup. I can see why the NFL moved it up to make it a um <clears throat> a Sunday night. You know, and, and Kenny Pickett, man, I mean, the one thing I will say about him is he's starting to really learn the offense. You know, if you watch him play from his very first time he came in and played until now, you could just see that he's he's more he's more accustomed to the offense. He's learning the offense. He's learning his wide receivers, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that's one thing he needs to get going. He needs to get George Pickens going. He needs to get the tight end, Fairmont, Fairmont, need to get him going. Yeah, yeah, Fairmont. And Deontay Johnson. I mean, he need to get those guys going, and they need, as an offense collectively, play calling. Um, you know, quarterback play, catching the ball, they need to do better in red zone. You know, you've seen how they did versus us, and we're not, you know, world beaters on off on, mm-hmm. on it's but they were they just wasn't able to get a touchdown to the very, very end of the game. You know, so they have to they have to be better in the red zone. They're going against a better defense, you know, but they definitely have to be better in the red zone. Um, in this game, I think those are the keys really for the Steelers. You know, I think they need to get their top two weapons going. That's George and Deontay and get Fair Fairmont going, get, get the tight end going as well. And then um, as far as uh, the, the Ravens, it's to me, if they really need to establish the run, the Steelers, yeah. Steelers just haven't really been good stopping the run at all. You know, right. I mean, go back and watch the Raiders game. You know, or if you or you don't even got to go back. It was just recent. You know, if you think back to that game, you know, Josh McDaniels got away from the run. But if he would have stayed, stayed with it, you know, you might see a different you might see a different outcome because Josh Jacobs was able to get some good yards, you know, when he did get when he did get the ball. And that's how it's been throughout really for the most of the season. You know, I just we just talked about, you know, uh, Dobbins and what he was able to do when he played them. And just, just about almost every other runner, they've been able to get yards off the steals. I think that's what the Ravens need to continue to do. Even if Dobbins is not playing, I think they need to really establish the run. That's just – that's key. And then they need to really – you know, obviously they need to, they need to keep t- – they need to contain T.J. Watt the best they can. You mm-hmm. know, oh, he's going to be coming off he's, – he's coming off the edge, so that could be a problem. You know, but, yeah, I do think the Steelers come out on top. I kind of want to low-key – want to say the Steelers, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Ravens on this one because I think it's they got a, they they have a better offensive game plan than, you know, the, the, the 
the Raiders. I, I think they will stick to the run. They was successful the last time they played them. So I think it will be pretty much the same here. So, and, you know, if you go back and look, some people may look, well, you know, the Steelers did good versus the run, versus the Raiders, and versus the team, you know, whatever. But you go back and look at that. Because who who did they play before before the Raiders, the Steelers? It wasn't the Ravens, right? The Ravens was like three games ago. Yeah, who was that? Whoever it was, I, I don't have it. But, I, you know, I think people may look at it like, well, you know, the Steelers were able to stop Josh Jacob. They were able to do this. And that really wasn't the case. Sometimes I get overblown. Sometimes it's more on the offense, you know, changing up play calling and, you know, doing different things. And it may look like the defense did something, but that's really not the case. And I don't think the Ravens is going to overlook that. I think they're going to do what, what works. And I think they're going to stick to it. And Two I, weeks ago, they played the uh, Panthers. The Panthers? Yeah. What? What? Oh well. Yeah. And the Panthers. They didn't. I mean, they beat them. It was like twenty-four to six. What? Twenty-four to sixteen. Twenty-four. Yeah. Twenty-four to sixteen. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Perfect. So what? 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 The Panthers. They didn't run the ball that well. Not that. Now, I don't think they ran the ball that well that game. I think Chubb, uh, Chubb or Chuba Hubbard was like, or yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, <laughs> Chuba. Uh, he got loose on a few, but uh. Devontae Foreman wasn't – he didn't have a good of a game that, yeah. that game. So people will automatically look at that like, oh, the Steelers is doing pretty good against the run. Yeah. But it's more than that. I mean, the Panthers, yeah. obviously, they're not where they need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have the same runner over there. He's over there in San Francisco now. Exactly. You know, and then I just brought up the Raiders. So I, the Ravens is not going to look at that, though. They're they're going to really – obviously, they're, they're professionals. They're going to do what they need to do. And yeah. I really think they're going to really – emphasize on really running the ball. So, yeah, give me – give me. I think they're going to tr- control the time and possession. Give me the Ravens in this game. It's going to be a very tight game just like it was last game. Um, give me – I almost want to say the same score. What, 16-13? Give me 19. <laughs> 19-17. Ravens. Okay, let me, let me tell you this. So, you brought up the stats about – LJ and I'm like, wait a second. I know he's played bad, but let me see how bad he has more interceptions than he does touchdowns against the Steelers yeah. in his career. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and sit him and let him rest his knees. Like, exactly. <laughs> if I'm the coach, I'm like, no, you know we're, what? We're this is not the one you need to come back on. You just right. sit there. We'll take care of it. We'll see you next week. And that it was because that Steelers defense was really coming together, really become. The Steelers' defense of old, too, that he was playing against. Yeah, they haven't been as much this year as they have in the past. But you still don't want to risk it either. Like you kind of like, right. yeah, nah. Because I think like for like three straight years, the Steelers was leading the league in sacks, which exactly. nobody really talked about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, T.J. Watt was just like a, a a menace out there, which is crazy. Like he missed six games with a torn pack or a partially torn pack. But yeah, it's uh definitely said Lamar. All right, so uh just. Uh, Jay was making a lot of good points about this game and how the Steelers' run defense isn't been as great as we normally thought and think of them as. Um, And at the same time, though, I'm still worried about how few playmakers the Ravens' offense has at wideout. Like, they're down to who, like, Robinson, Deshaun Jackson, and Sammy Watkins at this this point, and Prochet. Even though they go to the tight end a lot, I think this if they do win, this will definitely be a running uh, factor, major factoring in the run game. Like Gus Edwards 
last week like looked to be fully back and really just pounding it down their throats. And J.K. Dobbins, uh, like you mentioned before, Jay, he uh, they had 150 yards. I know I had him in fantasy that week. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and so it's it's really interesting. Like, so if they do win, it'll be because of that, and I hopefully they do stick to the ground game because Dobbins really was going off. And it, they're, they're doing a two-back carry kind of thing, but maybe they might need to give him about 20 carries. I think the magic number they hold him to was about 15, and then they try to give Gus Edwards like another 12 or 13 and really get like around 30 yards, I mean 30 carries for two backs. But, yeah, uh, I got I got the Ravens in this game as well, mainly because, like, like you said, Jay, they played your Raiders last week, and you got, like you said, your Raiders isn't like, top notch and they really couldn't score against them it was kind of a like Pickett is figuring stuff out and getting better in this offense but he has a lot more playmakers than the Ravens do at wide receiver and he seemed like his go-to guy is Pickens and then is Najee Harris out the backfield but he's not utilizing everything that he has versus the Ravens just know their identity and they stick to that identity as well and I feel like because they know their identity they can get a win easier than Pickett still trying to figure out who I want to go to, where I want to throw it, and then figuring out this defense in front. Because also, the Ravens' defense has been stepping up these last few weeks. That's another key mm-hmm. thing. Earlier in the year, they was a lot of people was coming back off injuries. They was like, what's wrong with the Ravens' defense? I think, honestly, they were still timid coming off all those injuries and getting used to the new defensive coordinator they had from Michigan. Now they're figuring the stuff out and really becoming more of a – uh, Ravens defense of old, so I think that I give the nod to those two different things. So, Ravens, I'll say uh, seventeen fourteen. Huh. Yeah, that's just one point higher, right? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have the Ravens as well, seventeen thirteen. Okay. Okay. Oh so, yeah, everybody. Yeah, because what what was the final score in the last game? What was it? Sixteen to thirteen, 14. right? Sixteen fourteen. That's why I was just like, huh? 14. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough one. It, it, you know, and this is still a this is still a good rivalry, man. I mean, it is. It's it's not obviously you don't have the same players that you you know that you that were grown up mm-hmm. to watching you know on TV, but this is still a good rivalry. Still two great head coaches going at it, you know, and and both of them. Well, one of them is already in the playoffs. Ravens, I think, are, are good. They're already in it. Still is obviously are fighting to still get in it. So yeah, this is gonna be a good game. Yeah. And I'm not one that's like, oh, it's low scoring, boring. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, this is good. Games. Yeah. Games. You get some people, that's a crazy thing. Me and Henry, you know, um, hopefully he 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 comes back pretty soon, man. But we've had conversations about that, you know, a lot. About how people really oh, it's a boring game, man. It's only it's only twelve to ten. Like, you know, they'll say that, but yeah, but are you watching? Defensive game. Yeah, it's a defensive game. Most times when it's like that, that means the defenses are like, and I know the offenses may not be playing well or whatever, but that means another unit is playing really well on both sides of the yeah. ball. So I, it's, you know, still entertaining. I, I don't know. I, I guess it's just for people that really watch, that love the, the sport, I guess. You know? I always like, like if it's a low-scoring game, I always want it's because it's a struggle because the defenses aren't that good. Versus two anemic offenses, right. like that's uh-huh. the two. Like, I, like with the Steelers and the Ravens, especially of old. Like, I remember 
if it if it got into the twenties, be like, oh snap, this is a high scoring game. <laughs> yeah. Versus most of the time with the when it was Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco, and a Raven, and like a Ray Lewis and Ed Reed defense versus Troy Polamalu, uh, Lamar Williams, James Harrison, be like, oh, it's final. I'm like, I won't be shocked if the final score of this game is ten six or ten seven or whoever scores a touchdown and a field goal is going to win this kind of thing. You always want to see those games because it's like, it's no, it's going to be sacks, a lot of big hits, a lot of just physicalness. Like that's the games you want to see instead of like a a Jaguars when they was hitting a slide like early on and like, and before, like, I don't know, what's the team that's struggling offensively? The Texans, like those kind of like, these are just two bad offenses playing, you know, kind of a a thing versus like two, Stout defenses, pro bowlers all over on both sides of the defense. Right. We don't like them. They don't like us kind of a thing. <laughs> no, I get your point for sure. Sometimes yeah. sometimes it's, it's it goes half and half. Sometimes yeah. it is offenses. Sometimes both yeah. offenses is just trash. Yeah. And the defenses is just, you know, doing what they can to keep the, you know, their teams in the game. I get it. That's a fact. But it's yeah. still a close game. You know, I, yeah. I, I think if you're, you know, if you're a fan of it, you know, you you, yeah. you love the sport. You're gonna be you're gonna be tuned in. You're gonna be live. Yeah. Um, any other takeaways from this week you guys wanna discuss? Real quick, what y'all think about Tua and the Dolphins? Go ahead, Brandy. Start start first. I know yeah, you're ready. Go ahead. I just wanna say that I'm worried about him. And right. outside of football and however things were handled this season with him. I really hope he's okay because right. I, I mean, I, I love watching him play, right. but not at the expense of his health. It's and it's terrifying watching his season mm-hmm. and what's happened to him. And then to get another concussion, I hope he doesn't fall into that. Now, every time he's hit, he's in concussion protocol. Yeah. And that, you know what I mean? I just, it it worries me for him. And he's far too young. And it just, yikes. Yeah. So, I want to ask you a question. Well, both of you guys. Should they sit him for the rest of the season? Yes. Uh, honestly? Okay. That's it. As a As a human being, I say yes. As a GM, oh, that's a tough decision. That's the decision of the year. I for say, them. yeah, I say, yeah, you know, but way. you have to think do you want this guy long term? Because this season, I mean, okay, yeah, you have a chance, but you don't if you lose him forever. Like, he can't play football, he's got to stop his career early. Like, you know what I mean? It's just. No, you want a long career with this young talent. You do. So sometimes you've got to, I mean, let me put it this way. I look at it for my team, for instance. Chase Young wanted to come back weeks ago. Weeks ago, he's like, I'm ready, I'm this, I'm that. And they were like, no. It's the first time that I've seen full on my franchise, not first time, just first time in a long time, I've seen care about a player's health from my squad, and I was 100% down with he's saying he's fine, 
but you guys are being cautious and caring about this young talent that could be with us for a long time and make an impact. So I'm like, yay, you know, I, I just feel you can't, you can't play with, you can't, you cannot play with him like that. It, yeah. He needs to heal fully. Well, as much as possible. And I just don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth it to risk him. This is, uh, like as Brandy said, his future. Tua is eligible for a contract extension and his fifth-year option being able to be picked up in the offseason of next year. So if you want a future with him, I would sit him the rest of the year. It's only two more games, and they've kind of hit a slide um, these last few games anyway. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about it was, he is in concussion protocol right now. And it probably led to those three interceptions on three back-to-back drives that he threw because he had a concussion. Yep. And and at the same time, I feel like this is the second coach. Well, this is the second of three coaches who is failing this man. Because when he was in Alabama, he kept having to play through injuries, have surgery on his ankle one week and then play the next. And you could just literally see him not mobile at all. Then he had the hip injury, still got drafted top five. But the spotter or whoever should always be watching Tua. Right. Like, I don't know how you don't always watch him uh, when you know he has a history of concussions. Like, they literally – I literally watch games where they slow, they stop the game, know you got hit or something like that. They'll take you out for a play to get evaluated. If if I'm Tua, anytime like Tua gets hit, I'm like – or I'm, I'm personally – Purposely watching him to see if he hit his head, yep. look like on something. Yeah. I'm yeah. taking you out. I gotta check you in because just because this is how it was going. You know, you already the previous doctor already got fired, so now they need a new. They had to hire a new one, a new specialist because they did the protocol terribly wrong. So this shouldn't happen. Right? They had another concussion the second half, and then you're like, "Dang, two are really messing up." And then you find out it's a concussion. Oh, well, of course. Right. Right. <laughs> So then you just won't, you know, because the one thing you can't rehab is a brain. Yeah. You can't. So. It's just more, it's, it's, well, go ahead. Go ahead. I was done. That was it. That was it. I was, no, I was just going to say, it's just, you know, the game of football, we love it, but it's, 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 health is way more important yeah. than yeah. the game, any game, you know. And we've seen him struggle with concussions throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, throughout the year. It almost seemed like this is like his fourth or fifth. But it's yeah. really only his what? It's his it's his second. Third. I shouldn't even third. say only, because third, yeah. yeah, well, second or third. That's enough. Well, Bro, think he's about young. he's too young. Think about the timeline yeah. too. We say a year, but the season's not a full year. So this is a span of months. Yeah. Like yeah. that is not okay. Yeah. It's third not, and it's not. third and three months. That's a lot of head trauma yeah. in just a few months. It yeah. is so scary. It was still crazy to me when he only missed two weeks and came back. I was like, he ain't going to miss a month. Same, same. I was like, he only missed two weeks? Yeah. Only and his that. back? Yeah. And he was playing well, but I was and still like. About, and we uh, all talked about that. The whole, everybody. Everybody yeah. talked about that. That that shouldn't have happened. I don't yeah. know how Miami, I, I I just don't know. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. And that's it's why over. we're at the, we're, we're here now. Yeah. He's back in the concussion protocol. The, to me, there's no way he should be starting. I don't care if he's the GM, the head coach. Yeah. You know, whoever has a final decision, it shouldn't happen. Period. Yeah. Because the game, I mean, the game is not bigger than 
a player's health. Right. It's just not. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what you got with your head coach. You know what you got with the players that you got. You know how good you guys really are when you have a good QB or a good wide receiver. You you know that. So now you just need to, you know, see what you can have, see what you can do with the backups and go from there. And then after that, you know, I mean, if Tua, if if he's able to continue, because I look at it like, like I look at it like this, man. I don't think he's going to retire early or anything like that. Yeah. But that may be something that we may come up and talk about next year. If he yeah. has another concussion or a couple concussions or something like that next year, going into to the to the season, ending the season like where we're at now in twenty twenty three. Yeah, I just I, I think that's gonna be something to really discuss. And you know, I, I think that what what the front office, the GM, the head coach, all the staff, they really need to really sit back and think, you know, maybe we need to draft somebody else because you don't want to put somebody out there, you know, that's dealing with concussions. Cause you know the player. I mean, I'm sure Tua, if he was here, I'm you know, he's good to go. Yeah. He's able to do this, yeah, you know, yeah. he'll probably break down to us you know, what's going on and, and how it really works and all this other stuff, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, if something seriously really happens, it's going to fall on that organization. It's going to fall on the head coach. It's going to fall on the staff, the gym, all of them. It's not going to fall on him. They're going to – everybody's going to blame every – you know, everybody. And the league play. on top of that. The league yeah. too. League, the yeah. Oh, yeah. the league for sure. They're going to yeah. be number one. Because they already had a concussion lawsuit about it. And then Tua can just bring up like, see, this really wasn't – they don't. They ain't taking care of people. This independent arbiter. Yeah. Well, I don't think Tua would though. I don't think Tua would. I, I think. I think if he comes and plays, I think he's a big part of the reason why he. I think if he plays, he's a big reason why he's playing. Yeah. Because he forced the coaches to do all. And don't get me wrong, the coaches have the final say. That's why I'm putting it on them. I'm not putting it on him because I know. You know. I know what it's like. You know. I'm hurt. Oh, I ain't worried about. It. I can go out there and play. You know. I, we all know that. If you I, competitive. I, I get what you're saying, but I hope that that is just because right now he's young. I hope that if he truly continues on with these injuries, that like Andrew Luck, he is advocating for himself enough to say, I get it. And I also just got this contract. But I need to think about the future. That's I hope. I hope. Well, when did uh, if we compare, when did Luck? What what age was Luck when he retired? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. I think it was like twenty eight. Yeah. I'm just guessing. I think. I want to say yeah, twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine. It was before thirty. Okay. Two is twenty four. So he's twenty four now. He'll be twenty five sometime next year. So mm-hmm. he. That's a great point, though, Brandy, because. As you, you know, as you age, as you continue to talk to people, family, friends. Start thinking about things differently. Start thinking, yeah. You start thinking differently. You know, so hopefully, uh, you know, he has those conversations and, he, and he's kind of like thinking on his own with it. But right now, you know, he's still very young. He's still mm-hmm. very young. And, and, you know, at that age, I mean, we're ready to run through a brick wall do whatever we need to do to be great whatever it is whatever we're trying to do we're we're ready to do it and you know we're not going to let anybody stop us we're not trying to look weak or anything like that anybody that's really competitive out there that's just how that's how we are you know and i'm sure it's the same way with him 
But again, I, that's why I say it don't really fall on him. It falls on the staff, the head coach, the GM, the organization, all of them. It falls on them because if they throw him out there and something else happens, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it 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 really it starts to look really really ugly, and so- and it's not. And it would really suck because this organization, they're on the up and up. They got a good head coach. Mm-hmm. They got a really good head coach. They got weapons. I mean, they got some good things going for them. The last thing you need is to, you know, you know, be be looked at as somebody that don't care about their players. You know, when you can just look at it like, look, I need to sit this guy. You know, he's had too many concussions, whatever it is, and then go on from there. Don't throw somebody out there something and he get hurt, seriously hurt. Everything's gonna fall apart. Players are gonna look at you different. You know, the, the the owner may he may feel like he may have to get rid of you, may do so. I don't know. I mean, just everything starts to fall apart. I I get it. You wanna make the playoffs this year, you wanna, you know, do some great things this year, but it's just not the cost of somebody's health. Right. You know, so so also I just I remember seeing watching Red Zone and stuff like that. Or was it Red Zone? No, it was another game because I remember Red Zone wasn't available that day. I saw Tua kissing on a baby, and he was talking to the woman. I was like, oh, he kissing the fans. And so I I just looked it up. Tua got married this summer Mm. and is a new father. Mm. So hopefully his wife, uh, and he looks at his son, and he wants to be there longevity for his kid's life and his wife. Because I was thinking, for a football player, your family got to come to you and talk to you like, hey, man, you take it too much of a risk. Right. You to stop get keep getting out there, even though you keep having these concussions, because you gotta. Because sometimes, if you won't, because when you continue to try to go out there, somebody like your family will stop you, or you gotta have a coach to stop you. Mm-hmm. But usually, if a, if a family person, a wife, and then usually they say, like, "Hey, we got kids now, we try to have a family," that will get to them like, "Okay, I need to be more cautious. I need to stop trying to play through these concussions." Because imagine if Tua has another concussion like the one he had on Thursday night. His, his career, he, it might be a while before he get back out there or yeah, might yeah. be done. Might yeah, be done. He can't have that happen again. He cannot have like, that happen again. I don't think. Yeah. Like, I don't think doctors were clear him after another one like that. Yeah, that's. I don't see how they put him back out there. That's my whole thing. I, I tweeted really. about it. I The NFL really should shut. They should force the Dolphins yeah. from, you know, from they shutting them down. They, I mean, they shouldn't even be a decision. Oh, well, should he? No, should nothing. No. Oh, well, he shouldn't play. <laughs> it, it, at all. It's the that fight. simple. I get it. They're at a point right now, the Dolphins at a point where they can make the playoffs and this yeah, and that. Yeah. I get it, bro. But it's not It's not the cost of somebody's health, life, yeah. you know. So, and I didn't even know that, Corday. Got yeah. married, you know, all of that. You know, I'm yeah. sure. And when you, you know, your life starts to change a little bit, you get yeah. Start having kids, you know, you're exactly. married, you know, you start to think, you start to see things a little bit differently. Yeah, because you can't just think about yourself no more. You got to think about right. You're thinking right. about right. around you. Yeah. yeah. It's like it ain't just me out here. I can put my risk at my own life at risk because I'm not, it's just me. Right. Well, I got to go home to the wife. I got to go home to my son. I got to start thinking more long term instead of just risking my health, I'm risking my, my sanity or my, my just regular, ordinary life. You know, if you got, Brain injuries, you ain't gonna be able to have ordinary life like that. You your 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 brain functions, your body your body how it functions won't be the same. You know, like having a bad knee is one thing, but having a bad brain, well, uh, lead to 
Yeah, you got. I mean, you got to think of quality. Quality of life is huge, and it's like, where do you see yourself in five, ten, fifteen, thirty years? I mean, hopefully, especially at his age, he can. You know, he's seeing himself still being functional and capable and the same person because CTE does not, I mean, people, yeah, people's families speak about it and they're like, this is a different person. This was not my son. This was not my husband. This was not, I mean, and it's, it's out of their control at that point. I just, it makes me nervous. Yeah, I agree. There's no way, no way I would put him out there. Yeah. Like like we said, man, he shouldn't have been out there after two weeks. He should, yeah. Fact, I was bro. like, that was like, and then also the coaches should look at it like, we look at it like, man, we could probably get to the playoffs, right? But then you think about it like this: how well was Tua playing when he was fully healthy? We want more of that, so we want to err on the side of caution, yeah. Right, where we can have right. more of that next year and years to come because, right, when he was playing good. He didn't have a concussion. He threw them three picks. Right. All of a sudden, later found out it was a concussion protocol. We want more of the good because this offense looks crazy and insane. And on top of that, that old line is still not even that great. Yeah, I know. Right. Only the first year in this offense together. Imagine what he looks like second, third year. Wild come back better. Tyreek Hill come back. That's what I'm saying, bro. I agree with you. With that, 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 that's what I'm saying. They got so much. They got so, so much going for them right yeah. now that even if they don't make it or they make it, and they yeah. lose in the first round. Whatever it is with a backup QB, that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. okay. All the talent that they that they got there and the head coach they got, they got they got a winner. They have yeah. a winner there. And right. then you look at the teams around them outside of Buffalo. I know yeah. the Jets is solid. New England, I you know whatever, but. Buffalo is a team you really got to worry about, but you—you you, they beat Buffalo in Miami. Beat, that's what I'm saying. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But that's the only team. That's yep. the only team they really truly have yeah. to worry about. Yeah. So and the Jets got the Jets got the defense. The offense is still coming together because they ain't got no quarterback. So yeah, 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 yeah. Until the Jets, I, that's why I didn't want to slight them. I didn't want to slight yeah, them because yeah, they yeah, do yeah. have a they have an elite defense. They got my boy yeah. over there. They got Sauce Garden over there. They got yeah. elite defense, but. Yeah. They still got to get some things in order. Outside of that, though, the team they really got worried is Buffalo. Buffalo, yep. And outside of that, with Miami, though, they are ready to go. They just, yeah. you know, to me, it would be a, it would be a major mistake for them to put him back out there. Period. Yeah. For the whole league. Yep. I don't know who brought it. One of you guys brought it up. It's the league. Yeah, the league. The league yeah. would be the, – they would be the failures in this. If they About don't, to get sued again. They allow Miami – It'll be, it'll, yeah, I, yeah, it'll be bad. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, the league already is under fire. I yeah. Mean, not, not as bad as it was, what, six years ago, whatever, five years ago, but it's still under fire. Mm-hmm. Happened. And, and, and then don't, don't allow it to happen. Then something else happened to him. Right. Then you really, you know, mm-hmm. you're really in trouble. So. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. I just want to have a little conversation on that. As far as the other what NFL news, what was it? Nathaniel Hackett getting fired? Yeah, <laughs> that I'm ain't. Sorry. I mean, we we shocking. Just kidding. 
yeah, <laughs> not shocking. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. It wasn't shocking, though. I mean, he was, he was getting let go regardless. Yeah, I mean, if he wasn't, I was like, oh, okay, that's what we're doing. He just, he didn't prove enough, man. I mean, he didn't prove enough to be a head coach. It's that simple. But now Russ is going to have a big task next year, though. Whoever they bring in is, is you know, he's going to have to – he is really going to have to show out next year. Yes. But I'm sure whoever they bring in, Denver, that is, listeners, they're going to bring in somebody Russ agrees with. They're going to go off Russ's hand. I don't think they're going to hire whoever Russ wants, but I do think he's going to have a hand in who do you want for us to get <laughs> – Get you back to what you you know your, your offense. What, what who are you? And I think next year is really going to be on him. Unfortunately for Denver, it don't really matter because they're stuck with the contract. But you know, I I, I do think that it uh it's they stuck with that they stuck with that contract for two years, man. They said if they cut him or trade him, it would be like I think it was one hundred and eight oh, yeah. before June first, after June first. I think they said it's 84 mil against the dead cap. Then next year, if they traded him before, after, I think before June 1st, it's like 48 mil, but then it's like another 53 the next year. And then <laughs> then after June 1st, it's like they will take 24 mil next year, but then it'll be 84 mil the following year. Bro, so it's just, ain't no way they getting out of that contract, bro. Ain't no way. Yeah. You know, unless a team, let's say, trade them to a team, and that team absorbs sixty million in dead cap or something like that. But then who who gonna do that? Yeah, who, for, for him, for him exactly. Him? Like, like who gonna do that? Yeah. I don't even know, like the Texans. Yeah. Yeah, who? Who? I don't see like, it. Man. Yeah, I don't see it either, man. So yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are the only topics, though. Those are the only two things right there that I think is you know. The hot, the hotter topics around the league. A few others, yeah. for sure. These two. Well, I guess well, that's it's our show, guys. Good job. <laughs> Good show, guys. All right. See y'all until next time. We out. Good. Okay.